0: Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and
1: Emmy Coves, welcome to Action City. Emmy. Hi. Hi. I've been, I feel like, all over. We've both been all over the country. Do we say that every time? I feel like now it's like, we see each other, we go somewhere. We see each other, we go somewhere. We come back, we reconvene, and then we go somewhere else.
0: I was actually thinking about this (laughs) yesterday. I was like, I guess my pit will be this drive to Texas. I go, oh my God, how many times do I talk about driving to Texas?
1: (laughs) I mean, I get to drive to Texas on Friday.
0: Uh, Wait, I get to go, not this Friday, next Friday.
1: I have to go to Texas basically every weekend between now and Thanksgiving when I go to Tampa. (sighs) fun, fun times. I,
0: I 35 is definitely, I
1: can I, I, I weighs it every time because you know, you get, if not, you get stuck in all that traffic See, and ways are always, always. Ooh. Ooh, I just almost like bit the microphone. Yeah, been, I got so excited yes. about ways. I just <laughs> lost my marbles. So yeah, always do ways when you start because okay, then it'll send you around and you'll never get stuck in that traffic. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cause
0: yesterday that is my pit is that we went to, okay. So my peak is that Last weekend for fall break, we went down to Fort Worth. We celebrated my niece, Lark, my brother's daughter, her second birthday. Wait. Yeah, second birthday. Oh, my God. How are these kids so old? I know. And then we drove to the ranch and we forced my sister and my brother-in-law to ride with us. And then that meant we had to drop them in Fort Worth and come back. Why did you force them to ride with you? Um, I just thought it'd be more fun. It is more fun. we had two fun. kids yeah. in the car. And, yeah. and like, I don't know. It's yeah. just, whatever. I think she really did not want to ride yeah. with us. She wanted to nap while her husband drove, which I understand.
1: Yes, but so you had to drop them. How long were you in the ranch? And then what did y'all so do? So we were, were at there? the ranch.
0: Oh my gosh, this is another, another total peak. So we were at the ranch for two nights. It's Jeff's family's ranch and... Um, I mean, you know, it's a ranch, like didn't wear makeup, whatever, rode around like it's ranches are kind of funny. Like I didn't grow up going to a Uh, ranch. I'm not like a ranch life kind of girl, but I could be one, I guess. Yeah. Like in the evenings you dove hunt.
1: It's just a different uh, like Jim Buxton would love it. He would be in heaven.
0: Like I don't think it's that fun to ride around in like. It's a player.
1: Check out your property. Yeah, go down and see the lake. Yeah, go see the cows. Exactly. That's uh-huh. what we Make, did. Makes a cocktail. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Like you didn't get to have a cocktail. Sorry, well, that's either. what
0: I'm saying. I in the past, I've been happy to go to the ranch because I can day drink with everybody else, and we've never taken our kids before. Oh, this so, is our first trip. It, this was our first trip. I mean, the ranch, like. Maybe when you have a little baby it's okay, but when they're kind of in that middle stage, there's not a lot for them to do. They're not driving four wheelers. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think when not really like, fishing. I mean Exactly. I think when Huffman's like seven, eight, nine, ten, it'll be, be awesome. awesome. Yeah. He'll have the best. And same with Campbell. Campbell was actually like touching bugs and like running up to cows. She's like more of my little country baby than Huffman. <laughs> It was actually really funny. She ran up to this like group of cows, and they all ran away. And so for the past two days, she's been saying, "Cows run away." <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Or we'll be like, "What did you see at the range? She'll be like, "Cows." And We're we'll like, "Really? They ran away." <laughs> it's like her thing. But um, oh my gosh! So Jeff, we bring all the food, because um, there's no, I mean, the no, nearest no restaurant's groceries. like an hour away, or yeah. whatever. So we cook. We're cooking, and he got because he works in Edmond. He got. A real yard pumpkin pie. No, he didn't. Was that a surprise or did you know he was bringing it? I knew he was. He was like, I might go pick up a pie. And I was like, great. Like, so excited. I didn't know he was going to get pumpkin because that is like my favorite. Your favorite, as we've talked about with Thanksgiving. It was the best pumpkin pie I've ever had by far. Are you serious? And even my sister hates pumpkin pie. And I was like, Sarah, you have to take a bite. She was and she had she was like, this is amazing. Okay, What made it so good? Well, okay, so she likes pumpkin bread. I love pumpkin bread. But like, More than pumpkin pie probably. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's the same mm-hmm. with her. Like she doesn't like something about pumpkin There's like the p- jelly consistency yeah, kind okay. of. Her pie was perfectly fluffy. <gasps> it wasn't too sweet. Like I don't think she sweetened. There was like a little bit of whipped cream on top. She didn't sweeten that. And like the pie itself was not too sweet. The crust, holy cow. I mean it was just so good. Do I don't know. But it didn't. Like I, I didn't eat a t- like, you know, we, we, well, we finished off a full pie, like between the four of us over the whole weekend, yeah. but I never felt grossly full or grossly sweet. I don't know. It was
1: so good. Maybe I should get order some pies. We're having the team dinner for field hockey next yes. week. Yes. I wonder if I should order some pies for that, for dessert. Oh, I totally, totally do should. That. Okay. That's good. Because it was so good.
0: And I'm like, I mean, I'm pretty particular about my pies. <laughs> But the color of it was really light, like it—it oh. it just wasn't like a heavy pumpkin pie, and it wasn't overspiced. It was, oh, I can't wait! You know what I mean, yeah, like it, But it wasn't—I'm making it sound bland. It wasn't bland at all. It almost reminded me more of like pumpkin bread in pie form, if that makes sense. I love like that. the okay. flavors were not piey.
1: I mean, you're getting so good at describing the food.
0: I'm <sighs> oh, impressed. I, you know. But anyway, so that was the pie was insane. It was so good. It's a really good price. I mean, we talk about them every podcast. Well, I
1: guess we're, With the things we talk about every podcast. We're gonna have. The I list know. This is getting so long. I know. We're the list is getting long. Through. I know. I'm like, who else do
0: I need to mention? Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Oh my god! Um, but then, yeah, the drive home was such a pit. Ugh. The poor kids. It's just like I feel. How bad. many hours is it? Well, so it took us three, and a, three and a half to get from the ranch to Fort Worth, and then and three then it and took us home. over four to get no. home. Yes because there were like three stops like you've got do the stops.
1: ways Ugh. you'll never get stuck in that again well yeah what about what you I'm trying to think well my my peak was so I took Gracie and oh my yeah niece, how did that go Ellie we went to New England to visit boarding school oh Ellie went too yes she went too. she wasn't she's not interested in boarding school she just wanted to see maybe. Kind of what the scoop was. I would have gone, yeah. So, and then Jim and Neely and my sister-in-law and my nephew went to the West Coast. They went to the football game, then they went to the West Coast, and they visited four colleges. They went to Stanford, Berkeley, UCLA, and USC. And they did like, basically, they flew all the way to the West Coast to get some t-shirts. Wait,
0: Neely did? Yes. Oh my God. She looked
1: at Jim there. I said, when she came back, I was like, Nealey, what was your favorite school? And she goes, Mom, Stanford, which I was amazed by because she hated Georgetown. All the cousins, everybody hated Georgetown. They said it was horrible. I was prepared. I'm like, she's going to hate it, Stanford, just because I went there. And so she came back and she goes, it was the best. And she said said to Jim when she was there, Why don't I have better grades?
0: She can go to (laughs) Menlo. Maybe. Well, you could go to
1: Menlo. That's true. And, that's true. And be adjacent. Uh-huh, adjacent. <laughs> that's you could where have my a dad Similar went. experience. That's right. So they had a great time. But so I took. So Neely. I mean, Ellie and Gracie and I. First, we went. Well, we went to a lot of different boarding schools. So we went right. to Lawrenceville and Princeton, or right next to Princeton. Okay. Then we drove to Connecticut. and we went to see a school called Westminster. Right. And then from there, we drove to Taft. Okay. And then from there, we spent the night... Who went to Taft that
0: I was just reading about? I don't know. Oh, Sonia Morgan's daughter. Sorry. Oh, a celebrity? <laughs> a real housewife. Oh, a real housewife. Okay, so... But she was married to J.P. Morgan's uh, great-grandson. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so...
1: Yeah. But so there's a girl who's, who moved to Oklahoma City last year from Houston. Who's I, her, I know her parents, and now I know her, and so she gave us our tour at Taft. At Taft. So we had an okay. Oklahoma City connection. And we're at Westminster, and we go to meet our tour guide. And the one tour guide takes the girls and the other tour guide takes me. And I'm like, her name's Elizabeth. And we're talking. And I said, where are you from? She said, I'm from New York, Upper East Side. And I said, oh, she said, where are you from? I said, Oklahoma City. And she said, my mom's whole family's from Oklahoma City. And I said, Elizabeth, what's your last name? She says, Prulidge. And I was like, Really? Oh my god. I was gosh. like, uh hello, I grew up with your mother. I was like, your grandmother and Jim's aunt were best friends. Like and we and I had met Elizabeth. I know Elizabeth from when they were little. Like I haven't seen her in a long time. So we took a picture, we sent it to her mom. Wait that's uh, Yeah, wild. is that not crazy? And then her roommate was from Dallas and is like was in my niece's class at ESD. So I mean, all these like little small world stories Wait, sort of happened so along so the way. Did
0: that make Gracie
1: more comfortable or was she loved Westminster. She <sighs> loved it. So after Westminster the next day, we went and spent the night in this little in we you know we spent the night in all these little like, inns which was kind uh, like, of fun oh like uh, Gilmore girls yes kind of like Gilmore girls Ugh. but Gracie and Ellie the whole time were like this is so old everything is old here
0: yeah you're like you're I'm like new not everything's
1: fancy and new like it is in Texas and Oklahoma I mean you're in New England for God's sakes yeah, and if it's, it's not antiquing. old it's made to look old so right. so we stayed in a little inn in Connecticut on Saturday night and then we got a tour a friend of a friend gave us a tour at Hotchkiss then we. Wow, you really hit all oh, of Oh, yeah. Then we drove through the school called Berkshire that's really hot right now that everybody's excited about. And it was absolutely beautiful. We did not get out of the car, but it's at the, it's like right in the southwest part of Massachusetts at the ber- foot of the Berkshire Mountains. And then we drove to Deerfield, which is where I went. And did she like it? Well, it was so, it's so beautiful. We pulled up and of course they were like, it's old here. Ugh, this is sus. They like, kept just- saying, this is sus. And I'm like, Oh, yes! Like, this this town has been here since the 1690s. Like, actually, the first person came to Deerfield, and like, or not first person, but the first non indigenous the indigenous tribes lived there, but. Yeah, you know, yeah, sort of settled in like 1669. Well,
0: I mean, haven't they
1: read Harry Potter? Like, just think no, about it. No, Gracie as refuses to, to read Harry Potter, but that's oh. what Taft kind of looked like Hogwarts. But so we get to Deerfield, and really it was like the stars aligned. Okay, so a good friend of mine from business school, his daughter is a new sophomore there. Okay. He and his wife have like rented an apartment on Main Street, which is like, The The whole school is the, there's like one street and the school and there's nothing in the town except for an inn, a little restaurant and then all these historic homes and the school. So she has rented an apartment and then Jim's cousin and her husband, their son went there for two years. He just graduated. They bought a house in Deerfield. Okay. Like, there aren't that many houses you could even live in. So within a matter of hours, one was like, come for cocktails, come for cocktails. So I and we ended up getting this group together of Jim's cousin and her Fine. husband and my friend Brandy. And we all had dinner at the inn where we were staying. And they sort of ended up connecting. We... It was, it was perfect. And then there, her Brooke, I mean, Brandy's daughter Brooke came over and talked to the girls and helped Gracie with her interview and we, you know, what should she say and what should she ask? So did
0: she have her interview? Yeah. So
1: then on, on Monday morning, yesterday morning we woke up and we, she put on her little blazer. I was going to say, what did she wear? Uh, I didn't know you had to wear a blazer cause we didn't have to wear blazers when I was there. So I was reading on the airplane on the way there, like, oh, and it gave this whole thing about the dress code. I texted Brandy. I was like, oh, my God, does Brooke have a blazer? Can we wear one? So she borrowed Brooke's blazer, but she had on this cute, like, green and white plaid dress. The color, school colors are green and white. So oh, we walked gosh. into the main school building. We go down into this room. It was like in a movie. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I mean, it was so prim and proper. Uh, even I was... Shocked, and you know, I love pre- yes, Proper. I yes. mean, well, and you went there. Yeah, every we're in the big room where you used to have the disciplinary comedi- committee meetings. Oh, have uh-huh. you ever been there? Uh huh, been there before. <laughs> but I mean, it's just beautiful room with all this mahogany and books and couches, and everybody's sitting around little coats and ties and everybody's in these fancy dresses and it was but so we we went through the whole tour gracie had her interview the sports facilities i'll just tell you this much our next level i can't stop talking about it there is a an indoor rowing tank oh cool where you literally it's like an indoor swimming right. pool but right. like with fake boats in it right 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 it, it was off the charts and then we flew home we got delayed and it was a whole situation but i think gracie really had fun i don't know if she really wants to go we'll see but I loved being able to show all that to her, and it was such a nice time what to spend he with her. And I loved if it. Sad as she went, oh, I'd be devastated. But at the same time, you yeah. sort of know what the outcome is and the experience what, what they're going to have. They go freshman or so. Well, I think you should go freshman year. But now Gracie's saying maybe I want to go sophomore year. I, you should never go junior or senior year. I, I think unless you're a boy, as a girl, just don't. Because it's yeah. they've already made all their friends, and it's yeah. you yeah. Know. Well, what was your pet? The ride home. Just the driving all over yeah, yeah. Connecticut. Too, I mean, it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. It was all it was the season when all the foliage is turning. I guess all the leaf peepers were out. I didn't <sighs> know they were called that, but the leaf peepers. Just the driving and, yeah, you know. the logistics. And the, the logistics and the getting home and the whole. Ugh, so, but now we, we're home. We
0: really suck at that.
1: It was. I miscalculated the drive, by the way, from, from Princeton to Simsbury, Connecticut. is not an hour and 45 minutes. It's more like four and a half. Oh. <gasps> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my what I thought was going to be an and 45 minute drive was a four and a half hour drive.
0: No. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad
1: surprise. That was a bad surprise. So just the driving all around. And then today I get to drive to Tulsa right after this. So. Oh my gosh. <clears throat>
0: uh, well, this podcast I'm so excited
1: for. We're so excited. And this is kind of a different... Podcast from it one is. we've ever we, had. We
0: kind of departed. I mean, it, obviously, it's a local person who we adore, but it's we didn't really talk about Oklahoma City that much. So I'll let Catherine introduce our, introduce our guest. But I will say that this was probably the most in-depth we've ever gone about just a specific topic. Right.
1: Right. I would totally agree with yeah, you. Yeah. But so, it was really good. Megan Radford is a hashtag Free Britney advocate from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. She helps plan courthouse rallies in L.A. and co-manages at Free Britney L.A. social accounts. Megan has appeared in the documentaries Framing Britney Spears and Controlling Britney Spears, both by The New York Times and available on Hulu. She is a marketing director, wife and mom to three-year-old Brecken. Welcome to Action City, Megan.
2: Looking for your voice to be heard, have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Black and Studios, a full spectrum, cutting edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Black and Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience in house production from audio video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black and Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black and Studios has your back. Search Black and Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcasts at podcast@blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackandstudios.com. And remember, it's Black and
1: Megan. Hi. Hi. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. I mean, I see you on the World Wide Web. Yes. But I haven't seen you in person in so long. I
3: know. It's It's so fun.
0: It's so fun.
1: Megan and I used to work together at S Design. Yes. And she's a total rock star.
0: (laughs) Well, and this episode is so interesting. I don't think we've had an episode where we dove in to a specific topic. So, I mean,
1: I'm ready to get into it. I but, know, and this is really like Emmys, uh, you know, Emmys baby. Just I like do food love, is my baby, I do celebrities love are Emmys baby. But
0: I, like we were just saying, I feel like the Britney conservatorship, the whole Britney, free Britney movement, like you said, it's be, it's become a bigger topic yeah. than just Britney right. Spears. And you don't have to be a Britney Spears fan to read the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or right. whoever else yep. is talking about it. I mean, how many documentaries have
3: there been now? Three? <sighs> three major ones, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like, you don't make three major documentaries about just nothing. Right, right. I mean, this is a huge, huge thing, and I'm so excited. So, Megan, kind of tell, well, we always start, like, kind of where you're from and things like that, and we definitely want to ask you all that, but we are so excited to dive into. So, (laughs) kind of briefly, are you from Oklahoma City? Yeah. Okay. And so, like, growing up, what was it about Brittany that made you kind of connect with her so much?
3: Um, Well, I think... With my age group, I'm 34, um, when... I'm 30, yeah, I'll be 32 in a couple months. Okay. So, like,
0: yes, Brittany was yeah. our girl. Yeah, because yeah. I'm
1: kind of... 47's a little old for well, Brittany. Like, I was already yeah. sort of, you know... You're not yeah. old, but... I know what you're saying.
3: Good point. No, she was.
0: You probably found her to be like sort of annoying a little bit.
3: Yes, yeah, because
0: you were too old to appreciate to appreciate the whole thing. Exactly.
3: So she was like the it girl. Everybody fell in love with her. It was the first time I heard "Baby One More Time" on the radio in like October 1998.
0: Is that the CD with the flower? Yeah, that was one of my
3: first CDs. And then for some reason, like everybody, it was like a switch, and suddenly, like a couple years later, no one liked Britney Spears anymore, and I didn't really know. Why and I still liked Britney Spears, <laughs> um, and then, but it was actually when she started kind of going through hard times and like. Uh, 05 through 07 um, when I was graduating high school and entering college and also starting to like go through some hard times and she was really authentic about it like she would write these fan letters on her website and she would talk about it in interviews and she just she never tried to be someone that she wasn't she wasn't trying to like put on this image that her life was perfect and so I think I just kind of really related to that and so it was actually when she was going through her hard times that I really like started appreciating her as a person and then that's kind of what's carried me through all of this. So, um because it, i I do love a lot of her music, but it's this is a human rights issue,
1: it, yeah, it really, though. did I you mean, what you'd been listening to her music for a long time when you sort of had that switch in viewing her as a person as opposed to a celebrity, did you listen to the songs differently? Did you hear the words differently? I mean,
3: Yeah, a lot of them, um, especially a lot of the music that's come out throughout the conservatorship. You know, the conservatorship's been going on for 13 years, and uh, she has, you know, a song called... And all these things that, when you look at it through the lens of the conservatorship, I mean, they, in my opinion, were and have been labor trafficking her for yeah, yeah piece of me, yeah, is like one of my yes. favorites. But yes. yeah, when you
0: think of it through the context of like, oh, you want a piece of me, I mean, you think like, they yeah, they all have I a mean, piece of her. It, yep, it's wild how some people can see her music is so poppy and not no depth, but right. then if you think about it, you're like, whoa.
1: Actually. And she still, she, she writes all of her own music? Who helps her write, write the music? She doesn't
3: write all of it, um, but she does write some but of it. But she
1: has a say in what's written, and I, that's really the only place she has a say, it sounds like. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think that's been, um, you know, a debate throughout the last 13 years and how much she does actually have control over. Uh, but it's very clear that pre-conservatorship, she had control over everything and that they um, have, you know, taken away control here and there, used it against her. Like, she doesn't want to go on tour and they force her to. So, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, I hope when this is all over that eventually, you know, she tells her side of the story because even though we have these three major documentaries and they've been very helpful to understanding not only free Britney, but also conservatorship abuse as a whole. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's probably even darker than we know. Uh yeah, it, and, well, you know, it has I'm to sure, Yeah, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's it. I remember... I was a freshman at TC when the the uh, MTV doc came out.
3: Oh yeah, for the
0: record, mm-hmm, for the record, and I remember we like you know we couldn't record TV. This was like before that, or maybe it wasn't before. Was Ti-vo, it for but, TiVo? No, it wasn't. But like we didn't. <laughs> but it was have, so complicated. Yeah, we had to, you, we had to right. get right. back to my dorm room to watch yes. it on like my teeny tiny TV. But I remember watching it and being like, something is not right. Yeah, because what that documentary came out within the first six months of her conservatorship around yeah and like you could tell and then you hear her voice and it's still deep then Mm -hmm. and then you know now you hear her it's kind of like the Paris Hilton thing where I think she has like a persona voice right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like you can tell that they they have like she is beat down yeah well is it
1: the sort of the machine that made the documentary or was the documentary no it was
0: was it it was well, it actually a real yeah. depiction? No, well, was, what you
3: think. It was produced by her team. And right. looking back at it, it's kind of mind-blowing that they let it air. Because she says, uh, they say, why do you think your life got so out of control? And she says, well, my life is too in control. If it wasn't for all the doctors and all the lawyers. And she's talking directly yeah. about the conservatorship. It's the only time she had on record until she spoke in court on June 23rd of this year. And... Um, she basically you know she starts crying and she says I'm sad and it's it's really it's harrowing so to sad, watch back yeah. mm-hmm. I know well that's why I hadn't watched it since then because it's not like I had it recorded somewhere well and they've wiped it from the internet now for I mean you can find it like on YouTube and stuff but they, it's no longer available right anywhere.
0: but then when I watched Britney versus Spears on Netflix yeah. they started they playing play some clips of it? and I was like oh my gosh and yep. I remember watching her dad like making her eggs in the morning mm-hmm. and it was weird and like the whole thing, we were just like, but the, it wasn't like the conversation wasn't, it's not okay. Right. It was, she's not okay. Right. Which I think that's what the narrative was. Yeah. They wanted people to think she was crazy. Yep. And they did for a long, long, long time. Yep. And I feel like, too, with her Instagram, they want people to think she's not well.
1: Well, when, I mean, I probably watched her Instagram maybe like two years ago, and I did think that. Yeah. I thought, so. But something's not right with this person I mean it was the craziest Dancing moves I've ever I mean it was I mean, like imagine With her if face you were right in the, in the screen your house. But I guess that's that's all you Yeah yeah. I mean, like With what new-
3: we all went through when we were in quarantine, isolation. Yeah. yeah, quarantine last year. She's been doing that for 13 years. So she can't leave her house without approval. I mean, she can't. They were recording audio all over her house, including in her bedroom uh, to surveil her. Uh, none of her decisions were her own. Um, They're watching everything that's going on yes, on her iPhone. Yes. Yeah. They, oh, yeah, they were, yeah they were mirroring her iPhone.
1: iPhone. Yeah, yeah, her iPhone.
3: Yep. Oh I mean, gosh. it's just a sick violation of privacy and... Um, In my opinion, the conservatorship was fraudulent from the very beginning. And so when you keep that in mind, too, like they had no reason to be doing these things except for her dad wanting to control her and steal her money, allegedly.
0: (laughs) So tell. okay, And we
3: were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. So tell me
0: what. Okay, because that's where where I've always been confused about Brittany. It's like, how did this conservatorship... Like, what did she do that was so awful that she needed the conservatorship? Like, what happened that... Was it that night or two nights or whatever when they put her... It was at 5150 hold and... I understand people can have a psychotic break and like there's not always a rhyme or reason, but they made it seem like it was like drug fueled
3: or like self harm, but it was it's never been told what happened. Right. None of the drug tests that they have on record with the court that are public anyway. She's never failed one. So that's been an interesting narrative that she was on drugs. Well, and
0: then her ex boyfriend came out and said that she would just take Adderall. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it oh, was yeah, prescribed so. to her.
0: Right. So like she wasn't abuse he he said she wasn't abusing it. He was like, Yeah, but if you take Adderall for a performance, you're gonna stay up all night. Right. But it sounded like there was no drug abuse, which that's been the narrative about her for a long time. Exactly.
3: exactly. So in my opinion, what happened is, you know, she was going through a hard time. She had two kids a year apart and um, she was going through a divorce, a custody battle. I think she had postpartum depression. Um, I, you know, struggling with mega fame that like most people do not experience, especially because this was still in the paparazzi era where she was literally being swarmed. Watching the
1: videos of the paparazzi swarming her. Terrifying.
3: And so she was going through a hard time and she needed I'm not I think she needed help, like from a loving family member or a professional. But what they did instead was basically come in and um, take control of her whole life. Like a conservatorship means she has a conservatorship over both her person and her estate. So she is legally not considered an adult in the in the court system like she she can't make any choices for herself she cannot sign any legal documents any contract she enters into her dad enters into for her like they, her dad basically is Britney Spears. Every single until, thing that happens to the
1: doctor yeah, profi- yes. there's no HIPAA
3: yes, protection. Exactly. And I mean that's one of the things that came out when she spoke on June 23rd. Oh, so she was sad. locked away in a facility for four months and she was uh, drugged with lithium which she did not want. And they, I think honestly she said this and I believe it that they were trying to kill her and that if a whistleblower hadn't come out um, in April 2019 he was a former paralegal who, saw, who knew what was going on and couldn't deal with it and left and leaked information to a podcast. These two comedians, Tess Barker and Babs Gray, had a podcast all about Brittany's Instagram that was just like light and fun. Yeah, um, And he leaked this information to them and they released it saying that she was being held in a mental health facility against her will and forced to take medications that she didn't want. And um, if that hadn't happened, I think they would have kept her there until she died. Because I think, honestly, at this point, because she was starting to just refuse to work and refuse to do anything um, that, you know, sh- she was worth more to them at this, at that point dead than alive, because then they could continue to do whatever they wanted with her brand and all that kind of stuff. Kind of like we've seen with Michael
0: Jackson's mm-hmm. estate
1: and things like that.
0: I was that just, I was just about to say, this is like, you're really like Michael yep. Jackson, right? Yep. I mean,
1: uh, what well, was, what was Jamie Spears upbringing? I mean, how does he get to this point To where you abuse your children like this. I mean. Yeah.
3: um, I. You know. The Spears family is from a really. um, Rural town in Louisiana. Kentwood, Louisiana. They were uh, raised in poverty. Uh, I do think that his dad was abusive to his mom. Um, Actually a report just came out like over the weekend. That um, either his mom or grandma. Was also forced in a facility and drugged with
1: lithium.
0: No. uh, Yeah. Like
1: a long time ago. How Um, is
0: that like. That is wild.
1: I know.
3: Well, women, you, that
0: used it to used be. It used to be. That was yeah. the, you yeah.
1: know, when they had breakdowns, they'd just give them some lithium and hold them up. Yep. Yep. So it wasn't which, all that
3: like, um, normal then, which sounds crazy.
1: But yeah,
0: that
3: I just the thought of somebody being drugged like that yeah. just like makes my ugh. Yeah, and then another crazy thing is Brittany. As soon as she got out of, because the, they basically let her out after the Free Brittany movement kind of erupted in April 2019, and they were like, "Holy crap, we have to show proof of life." Basically, cause right? We like people were yelling like, "Where's Brittany?" Um, and so they let her out, and the judge obviously hears about it because it's all over everywhere, and the judge calls her to court. She hadn't had to be physically in court for like two years at that point. Um, the judge had kept just being like, oh, everything's fine, postponing, postponing. So the judge calls her in and says she wants to see Brittany physically in person. This was May 2019, and Brittany tells her almost everything that she said on June 23rd two years later two years later but at that point the court records were still sealed that's how they did so much of this in the day in the light of day because and the
1: team requested that it was all sealed yeah, right like jamie they and his said lawyers, that they wanted Brittany it wanted sealed. it
3: sealed they said that mm-hmm. you know there were trade secrets and medical information that did, Brittany didn't want out there and finally as britney started to gain more confidence over time it was like october 2020 i think when um she was like no i i want this out there they've been hiding this in the closet as the family secret forever like I want it out there.
0: Plus like mental abuse. I mean, people could have been telling her, Oh, you're yep. if this comes out, oh, huh, you're, you're done. done. Yep. You're finished. Yeah, you're, I mean, we won't have I'm another sure, concert. Exactly. And so I mean, how scared would you yeah. be? Especially Seriously. after ten years, right? Because yep. at this point it, or yep. over ten years yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. of yeah. just that psychological abuse to then yeah, you don't just, I, that's what it kind of bugs me when people talk about this. They're like, why didn't she speak up? I'm like, because she was abused. Yeah. Like, you just don't it's gain the confidence. why over... women who
1: are abused by their husbands don't say anything exactly. for so long. Right? Exactly. I mean,
3: exactly. You can't just do that overnight. Yeah. It has to happen over time. Well, and on top of all of that, the other thing that they were doing is using her kids as a manipulation tool. I heard tool. this too, so, yeah. If she spoke out against the conservatorship, they would take away her kids. But that went all the way down to, like, um, if she asked for sushi for dinner and her handler said, no, sushi is too expensive, you know, because they had her on a really tight budget while everyone else was making all this money. But, like, no, sushi is too expensive. And Brittany would get upset. It would escalate to the point of, well, we're taking your kids away from you then. So, like, they used her kids as pawns throughout this whole time to control her. So Where does
1: Kevin fall in this whole situation? Is he... (laughs) because it doesn't sound like he ultimately came out and supported her and and
3: yeah it's interesting
1: because
3: he's oh, sorry go ahead uh, i was just gonna say his custody was negotiated through the conservatorship so they the custody battle was ongoing when the conservatorship was put in place so um kevin federline makes thirty thousand dollars a month to uh in child support um which he has six kids, two each with three different women. So he's oh. like supporting his whole family on that 30K a month. It's not
1: going to get you very far. <laughs> six <laughs> um, kids. <laughs> yeah. But, uh,
3: but Brittany, you know, her allowance is substantially less than that. Like her, her allowance is $1,600 a week. What? Britney has millions and millions and millions of dollars and that's they give her $1600 a week.
1: And she has to buy all of her food with that if she wants uh, to she comes out 1600 I don't of the know about that.
3: I don't know about that. She wants but, the sketchers. I saw but, yeah, the thing yeah, that she wanted yeah, the sketchers and all the Like it's her money, you know? Yeah. And they've been not the, when you're in a conservatorship, yeah, I guess it's not. Yeah, the lawyers in this case, like even Britney's for a long time Britney had this court appointed attorney who was useless and basically working with her dad. Um he just got out of the picture in July of this year and um he was telling her you can't file to terminate you can't get married like he was he was working he was supposed to be working for her and he was working with the dad in my opinion and so it's just this really awful situation where everyone's telling her all these things and everyone else is working together and reaping in millions and millions of dollars from her estate and she has no control over it oh my
1: gosh okay let's talk about when you first started thinking about the whole concept of free Brittany and how you got involved with the movement, what your role is now in the the movement. Can you start at the beginning of that?
3: Um, so the first time I said "Free Britney" was in two thousand nine. Um, I read about her conservatorship just like on like some Britney fan sites that I would follow, and because it wasn't really being talked about, like right. at and you all. just loved Britney at this and point. And I just You're, loved you Britney. Did, yeah, I yeah. just loved her. And so I I happened to know what a conservatorship was because my brother is developmentally disabled, and he's in in Oklahoma. It's called a guardianship, but it's the same thing. Oh, okay. and so I was sitting there thinking. You know, and I'm I'm not saying honestly. I think uh, conservatorships and guardianships as a whole could probably be abolished entirely. But point, but like back when I was 22 years old, I'm sitting there thinking, how can something that is appropriate for my severely developmentally disabled brother, who needs support to feed, shelter, and clothe himself, which right. are supposed to be the criteria for a conservatorship, right. be also appropriate for Britney Spears? So I got a pink T-shirt and I uh, got some felt black iron on letters and I made this free Britney T-shirt and I had this like little one woman protest outside her tour um, in Dallas at the American Airlines Center, the circus tour. This was in 2009. Um, I was like a crazy person. Did anybody
1: say to you, what are you doing in that (laughs) pink T-shirt? What the heck does that mean? Yeah. Some people did. And then some people
3: were like, hell yeah. But um, wait, did you go into the show or you just took it outside? No. I said, that's the thing. I didn't get it all. Again, I was 22, but um, no, no, no. But like I so i did this little protest and then i went to the concert which i would never like i've been boycotting britney's brand since everything erupted in april 2019 because her brand is her father making money off of her right she does not benefit so, from any of yeah that. so i wouldn't have been going to all these concerts all these years if i'd actually understood all the inner workings so that was really the first time i said it but jamie spears was really quick to shut down any sort of chatter like that like he basically the fan site that i was reading about the conservatorship on he called and personally threatened uh the owner of it and basically said stop doing this or i'll pursue legal action and that kid was also like
1: 22 or maybe even younger and so he good stopped thing the 22 year olds are so clueless <laughs> right
3: like, yeah I, I exactly mean,
1: exactly it's sometimes I mean, good not to know what you don't know
3: yeah exactly and so um So then I just kind of like life moved on and then, you know, I saw her in Vegas four different times and she was on fire and it was such a great show and I was like maybe this is just, like, maybe the conservatorship just, like, operates in the background, and it's... Maybe everybody's... Yeah, maybe it's fine. And then that voicemail, as soon as I heard it, I was like, holy shit, everything I've ever thought was true was true. I just... I knew immediately that it was right. Like, I didn't question the validity of it. I just... You could just tell, and the guy's voice was, like, shaking. Okay, tell us about the voicemail. So the voicemail is... I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but he's basically, like, he calls this podcast, and he's like, "I'm I'm I'm a paralegal who... Used to work on uh, Britney's estate, and um, I I need to tell you guys that Britney is being held against her will in a mental health facility, and she's being forced to take medication that she doesn't want to take. And um, basically, like I didn't know who else to tell,
1: but somebody needs to know this information. And this was in this was April 2019.
3: 2019. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so it took
1: that long, ten years, for anyone to speak out. Yep. Because that's also <laughs> pretty. That's also pretty terrifying. Yep. That that many because it had to be a major machine that that many people would let it go on for that long. How much
3: money did her Vegas residency make? Like I think like 150 million. It was the top Britney like reinvented Vegas. Exactly. It was the top performing residency. um, And it brought in it basically allowed artists who weren't at the end of their career. It opened up Vegas to them. She was she really like revolutionized Vegas like Vegas considers
1: her like a, a legend because of that. Yeah. So you hear this voicemail. You listen to this podcast at these two, And you're like
0: everything that... I've been feeling has been yes, like true. I feel validated yes. it immediately. Is sort of
1: interesting you had to go to two comedians, right? Because they yeah. were sort of the only people talking yeah. about well, it. Yeah, well and
3: they did... kinda they'd kinda started digging around a little bit. They like had, it had okay. been like a light and fun podcast. And then in like a few months leading up to this voicemail, they had been like where because everybody was asking where's britney like it was just so weird she just vanished from social media um she canceled her she was gonna have a second residency it got canceled abruptly that was so
0: crazy yeah i, I remember watching her come out and walk down the stairs yeah. i remember this whole thing she was supposed to perform and she speak. was spe- yeah and then she walked off yep and you're wait like, is
1: that the, um on the new york times documentary i was walking watching this morning i think so. or maybe that was a hulu one that they were yeah. talking about that. Yeah, yeah it was she like, like it
0: moment. was when she she's stopped. She, I mean, she just said, "That's
3: it." Yeah, and. I thought at the time, you know, this is how much even the conservatorship narrative has infiltrated my mind. Like at the time I thought, Oh my gosh, is Britney Okay. Like what's right. going on? I thought, cause I thought she'd been doing better. Like what's going on? But that was actually her saying, no, this is the end of me being and she your did circus it publicly. animal. And she yeah. did it publicly. Mm-hmm. She's very smart. She's done a lot of things like the controlling Britney Spears documentary, documentary on Hulu talks about when she's in the facility, she's texting, trying to hire a new attorney. And the attorney is like, I'll come to the facility and meet you. And she's like, well, They're not just going to let you in. Oh, is this when she goes to the bathroom? No, she asks, she's like, "Um, how about you pretend to be a plumber? And the guy ends up saying no. So it didn't happen. But like, she's very smart this whole time. She's been fighting. Now we know because more things have come to light and finally more people are talking. She's been fighting this conservatorship the entire time in court, like trying to get out of it and trying to get her dad removed from it, but they were able to hide it all. And so it was really the Free Britney movement that created enough of a public awareness and public outcry that they it forced them to make changes like to open the court and um to demand to hear from Brittany and you know and I think it also gave her confidence that people believed her what she said on June 23rd that broke my heart well it all broke my heart but like she said I I, one of the reasons I didn't say this sooner is because I didn't think anyone would believe me right I remember and they made her think that right exactly well they
0: made us think that. exactly I think you know they've been telling Mm -hmm. us how crazy she is and I mean really, though. I mean, yep. she does look a little like the, her Instagram sometimes a little bit but strange. Like, you're also like, yeah, when you put it in to- context if of her being locked up captive. Yeah, right. You're like, yeah. this makes total sense. So how so, so you hear the voicemail? Yeah, you yeah. hear the voicemail. How do you so, get connected to all these other people who are feeling the way you do?
3: Yeah. So originally, I just like I was like, in my mind, I'm like, this This voicemail, this paralegal is going to blow this whole thing up. This will be over in, like, a month. Like, yeah. that's what I thought. So I just start sharing information, like, in my personal channels. Um, and I'm like, everyone should care about this. And, like, very few people did. And I was like, I'm so confused. Like, this woman, like, this is crazy. And then I realized that people had believed the narrative for so long that they didn't believe the voicemail immediately like I did because I had already, you know, I had thought it before. Right. So for me, it was confirming things whereas other people were like, eh, I think maybe Brittany is just crazy. But um, so, you know, I just kept sharing. Um, I didn't really connect to a bigger group until like that fall. So fall of 2019 was probably the first time I kind of started connecting to other people online. Um, and then in January of 2020, like something thing in me was just like, I just, I need to go to LA. Like I, if, if I'm going to commit to this cause, I'm committing to this cause. And because I I probably had some guilt too, that the first time I just let it go. And then it turns out it was all right. Not that me as one little person in Oklahoma could have like affected change, but maybe because a, a small group of us who got called crazy for, you know, a year and a half before people started taking it seriously are affecting change. So, yeah, that's true. um, mm-hmm. so I went to LA and it was like, it was uh, January 2020, and it was like one of the best days of my life because so you just like literally flying to LA. Yeah, do you I'd... have a plan when you get there? I mean, I I had a friend to stay with, but I I showed up at the rally alone. I didn't okay, know so a single was, person. There was something you were. Yes, I'm sorry. And, like, I'm going. sorry. <laughs> I was
1: like, you just showed up in LA with no, your pink t-shirt. I'm sorry, and free Britney. Hearing, right? There
3: is so basically when the movement started, um, they started hosting um, rallies outside of the courthouse for every hearing. So Brittany had a. So I'd watched a few online, like on Instagram Live before and um it was like so few people it was crazy whereas now like we literally have hundreds and hundreds of people at them it is nuts so um But it was January 2020. There were probably 20 of us there. And yeah, I just was like, I have to go to this. I didn't know anyone. I walk up. But it was honestly one of the best days of my life because, like, as a Britney Spears fan, since she became unpopular and then I had to, I was constantly defending why I liked Britney Spears. Yeah. And then I was constantly, for the last year uh, um, of Free Britney time, I'd been constantly defending the fact that Free Britney is real. So I was, for the first time in my life, in a place where all 19 of those other people like knew why I loved Britney and knew that free Britney was real. You and I didn't have to, didn't explain, have to explain myself. Like... And so it was like, it was like this amazing experience. And um, so then it kind of, I was like, I want to do this. I want to come back, you know? Yeah. So, um, and then, did you guys have
1: a social media movement at the, obviously, because you had sort of.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were online, like connected, but, but we weren't very not like officially. Yeah. We weren't like very the hashtag was there maybe. Yes. Yeah. But there wasn't like a formal, you know, people had created certain accounts and things, but there, it wasn't nearly as organized as it is now. And then um, since I do marketing for a living and I was trying to figure out how to help from Oklahoma City, I um, some of the rally organizers outside L.A., um, I was just asking that, like, I basically was like, do you need help? And so started kind of doing marketing and we worked together for several months. And then um, in July of 2020 is when um, the Free Britney L.A. Instagram and Twitter accounts were formed, which is really now being become like kind of the hub of the So LA. like six
1: months later later after you went to that first rally. Yeah.
3: You yeah. guys have all the accounts set yeah, up, ready to yeah. go. And this is um this is also during COVID. So Britney's hearings were for a while postponed because we all thought COVID was just going to be like a three month thing, right? And then, uh, and then they started happening virtually. So that also kind of allowed me to still participate. Like we we hosted a few virtual rallies when COVID numbers were really high, and it and LA had much stricter lockdown measures right. than Oklahoma City ever did. Um, so you know, I, I also think COVID gave people time to do a lot of digging. That That's we probably why I paid
0: attention. Yeah. like more because. Cause it was, I was on my phone and then I saw all this stuff and I,
3: I think that yeah. hap- I honestly think COVID kind of helped her yes, situation it did because, because the movement hasn't covered so much like so much of what Brittany's attorney has actually used in court the good attorney that she has now that she actually picked um, has come from investigations by individuals in the movement who dedicated their time to this over COVID and found a lot of bad stuff and so it's been pretty crazy to watch it all unfold I also think COVID contributed because because of COVID there was a remote audio program to listen to hearings remotely and so Brittany on june 23rd the day that she gave her testimony um you know that was able to be broadcast all did over Did she
1: request that, that be broadcast that day how no, did
3: she she did they did try to close the court hearing because they knew i think what she was going to say um so uh attorneys tried to close it and she spoke out and said i would actually like it to be open but it, i didn't Uh, She said it was actually really good. She said, I would actually like it to be open. I think these people have abused me long enough or something like that or taken advantage of me long enough.
1: Were you um, there at the courthouse that day? Yes, it was incredible. So and did you hear, was it being broadcast outside? Yes. So, so you could hear what she was saying while she was saying yes, it inside
3: the so courtroom. that wasn't supposed to happen. That was, um, that was wild. The remote audio program was just supposed to be you're listening by yourself and it's actually illegal to broadcast. And so a few of us were just like listening on our phones like this and people were kind of huddled around. And then as soon as we realized how explosive it was going to be, we were just like, screw it. And we plugged it into our PA system and just broadcast it for everyone. And it was like Is there ever any backlash to that? Uh, not yet. we'll see. I'm not win. Okay, I'm knocking wood. Okay. It was worth it. It's though. gonna go in yeah. your dossier. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's probably in the dossier. It's in the dossier.
0: <laughs> well so your offic- so your official like title would you say is like
3: I'd say um Free Brittany LA Rally organizer, and I help with a lot of the social media marketing and things like that. So people, if you want to DM her, anything you know. (laughs) Yes, please do. We've had a lot of... Actually, the guy, the security guard that's in Controlling Britney Spears, who was the whistleblower, he came to us first, and we connected him to the New York Times, so... Um, we have have had people come forward. It's been pretty awesome. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yes. So
1: how did, why did you pick the, sorry, why did, yeah. why did you pick the New York Times? How did you, I mean, did he say, where should I go? What should I do? Yeah. You said, let's think about this well, strategically. They'd they had done already done the made other the dog, first
0: yeah. yeah.
3: So the New York Times, uh, specifically the director, Samantha Stark, and um, uh, lead journalist, Liz Day, They were the first people to really believe us. I mean, people were writing crazy stories about us, about how we were crazed fans. Free Britney was a conspiracy theory. Like, no one was taking us seriously. And in July of 2020, it was the first time the New York Times crew showed up. This is the Hulu documentary. And they were just, like, so kind. And they wanted to tell our stories and... Uh, they just seemed to really get it and that didn't mean that we weren't super nervous leading up to February 5th when the Hulu documentary originally premiered because we all were because you never know like what How ends up yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we watched it and we were like oh my gosh they did a really good job and so we just kind of formed a relationship with them and they've continued digging like it was supposed to be a one-time thing yeah and they've continued digging and they've just done such a good job and they it is very clear that they care about britney and getting her out of this and that they're trying to help in any way that they can from a journalistic perspective so they're definitely our go-to for anyone who might be able to expose something
1: and they definitely have the most resources yeah they they have the whole full weight of the new york times behind you behind your your ability to investigate i mean can you imagine how horribly systemic is it that
0: People who are trying to fight a conservatorship for somebody who's being called crazy are also being called crazy.
3: Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. But they had to continue the narrative, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. But it's
0: just so sad. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just, it's it's a wheel. It's just like this effect that keeps going around and around. And if you're trying to help, then you're crazy too. And it's just wild. Okay, so... February 5th, the doc comes out. How do you feel like after watching it? I mean, it was so beautifully done.
3: So beautiful. Um, It was really emotional because, but I honestly, I had no idea it would go viral. So I think that's the thing. I was like, I still lived in a world where nobody really cared about Free Britney. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't think that, I didn't realize how transformational it would be. And then literally it came out on a Friday and by that Sunday, um, it had started going viral, and there was actually like a Twitter campaign that was like hashtag We are sorry, Britney, and like all these celebrities were jumping in, like Sarah Jessica Parker, who we know Britney loves. She loves Carrie Bradshaw, and so when I saw Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker say free Britney, I like literally started crying, and I was like, Oh my gosh! Like I think this is a turning point. Like I think people are going to start to get this. And then that week at work, every day I would get on in you know, a Google Meet, and people would be like, So did I just see you in a Hulu documentary? (laughs) And I, that's how I knew I was like, Oh my gosh, people that like don't care at all about Britney Spears are actually watching this documentary. And so that's when I started realizing how transformational it was going to be. And obviously, um, June 23rd, when Britney spoke out, that was like, you know, that sealed the deal because those were words, the whole complaint, the whole time was like, well, then why doesn't Britney say anything? And it's like, well, there are reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But when she spoke out, it changed everything.
1: Full disclosure. Megan sent me a message on February 7th and said, Catherine, I was in this documentary about Free Britney. Can I come on your podcast? And I was like, oh, my you God. You sent this it is... to the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have been like, yes. Amy would have been all over it. She would have been like, yes, we're doing this immediately. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. I don't, know. I don't even know what's happening here. I'm like, Free Britney, what? What? I know Megan loves Britney Spears, but like, this has gone too far. And then you're right. I mean, it all started coming out. Obviously, it was all over the news. And I I, I was like, I can't believe I totally sort of dismissed the whole movement. I mean, a lot of people did I mean, I guess I wasn't the only one. No. But... <laughs> I now have a newfound respect for just the abuse, obviously of conservatorship.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, Which isn't just Britney that's suffering. That's the crazier thing too, is that I got into this for Britney, And then the more I started to uncover and the more we started to partner with like, we realized that there were like probate reform advocacy groups and conservatorship abuse support groups because there are all of these people all over the country, but California is a really big hotspot, but all over the country who... Um, they're mostly elderly people yeah, who get that movie because i care i care a lot so oh, yeah i care a lot that was yeah. so terrifying yeah well that's i think that that is real like it gets a little I mean, crazy it, yeah, toward the end yeah, the, the but murdering like, and stuff but, like but yeah. yeah but the beginning part where they show how her rights are taken away that happens, that happens? every
0: day yeah they just take them and then they put them in the f- facilities it is crazy
3: yeah that movie did
0: it kind of went Yeah, derivative. You told me to watch it, I think. I and did I watch because it. I w- I really do feel like movies like that, although they're fiction, yeah. they based do in start some...
3: conversations about yeah. like,
0: wait, can this actually
3: happen? And then when you find out it can, yep. it's terrifying. Yep. It is happening all over. And so that's when we really started getting involved um in trying to reform the system or even abolish the system. Like the more we look into it, conservatorship laws were Based in slavery laws, which I think you can tie a pretty easy parallel to, Mm -hmm. and so I'm not sure that that is the right way to support even someone like my brother who does need help. It does. Does he really have to have his rights stripped away? Like Brittany doesn't have any civil rights. She doesn't have any constitutional rights. Like, can she vote? uh, I think she can. It depends on the conservatorship. I think she can vote, but it also like just because she has the power to vote, did her conservators tell her that? does her internet access for a long time was very limited so did she even know there were elections like i we don't even know i mean yeah that's one thing that we i don't think we'll know for sure until she decides to tell her story but um they were they were limiting her access to the internet and controlling what she perceived the world to be
0: well so do you think on november 12th she's going to be Is an emancipated is that the right word
1: uh- terminated and terminated do you think so it's it's not till november 12th Mm -hmm. even though her dad stepped down it still goes for another month her dad was suspended he was forced out he did not step down down (laughs) yeah yeah. sorry he got kicked out yeah yeah,
3: he didn't want to (laughs) go he did not want to go um i hope so i think you know i really believe Brittany's new attorney matthew rosengart and he said that so i i hope so i do think you know She also, Brittany made it very clear that she doesn't just want it terminated, that she wants to go after these people with criminal charges for what they've done to her. And so the only way I would see it not ending is if there was some reason that it needed to stay open in order to say, like, subpoena some of the people or, um, I don't know, or or like get... um, Depositions from certain people like things like that. But I mean, he says that it will end. So that's certainly what I'm hoping for. We're planning a really big rally in L.A. I think it'll be our biggest yet. We're trying to shut down the street in front of the courthouse like we did um, for the September rally. That's not official yet because we have permitting issues. But um So I I hope that it ends that day. But I just after um, two and a half years of this and all the delays and excuses, it's hard for me to like say it with confidence. You know.
0: Yeah. So if somebody who maybe they're listening to this, they don't know a lot about it, you would say the new documentary the controlling britney is the best one to watch
3: yeah i mean i guess if you need to get a um like a big picture overview of it either framing britney spears on hulu or um britney vs spears on netflix give like the overall picture right. is the but, framing
1: britney spears the most recent one that just came out uh no, was that no. Controlling, controlling britney spears controlling britney okay. spears
3: and britney vs spears both just came out in the last couple of okay. weeks okay yeah Um, But what controlling Britney Spears does so well is show you like it really takes it a step further, more than one step further, I'd say, um, and goes in depth into, you know, how she was being controlled and surveilled. And, you know, they were mirroring her. Phone to an iPad that they controlled, so they could see every conversation that she was having, and then they would use those conversations to manipulate her because they they knew what she was talking about, and um, not only that, but they like limited who she could talk to. Like there have been many reports that say like they basically like say she had Lance Bass's number in her phone or whoever they would leave the name Lance Bass but change the number to a different number, oh, so somebody she thought answer. she was texting Lance, um, and he wasn't responding, and Lance. Thought he was texting Brittany and Brittany wasn't responding. So it severed a lot of her relationships. This like, makes so much
0: sense. Because yeah. I remember Lance Bass actually specifically saying he wished she would have reached yeah. out more. I could have contacted yeah. her and he was like, I couldn't. Yeah. And now this makes sense.
3: Yeah, she was in total isolation. Isolation. They've kept her circle so small to keep the control.
1: How, do, how was she able to date Sam? Well, that's what I was just going to ask that same <laughs> yeah. question. How do you... Did they... Handpick him and send him in? yes yeah, So does she
3: realize that or no? Any boyfriend that she's had throughout the conservatorship comes in through the conservatorship and is vetted um, by Jamie. So I think that includes everything from, like, background checks to um, surveilling for a period of time to, like, you know. So how does Sam she
0: know? her current fiancé. Yes, so Sam,
3: Sam
1: Ascari is her current fiancé. Do we fiance. trust him? How does she know he's not in so, with Jamie? Yeah, do I don't you know. know? It's do hard feel?
3: to know. Like, it's so you know there's been speculation like do the boyfriends get paid to be her boyfriend and I don't know if it's that or if they get paid like Sam asgari has definitely gotten compensated in uh jobs because he's got a bunch of modeling and acting jobs that I don't think he would have gotten without being Britney Spears boyfriend um so it's really hard to know and I I do wonder you know if she knows that um that they that they all came in that way but I will say like uh, she was doing an interview with Mario Lopez a few years ago, and he and he was asking her about her new boyfriend Sam at the time, and she was like, "Did your dad?" freak out or something. And she was, she, she, she said like he did a background check. Like, so I do think she knows some of it, but I'm not sure she knows like how big the machine is. But that said, Brittany's really smart and she's the one in the machine and she's the one that's been trying to fight this machine for 13 years. So she may know. So, um, I think the engagement personally was going to be used as a strategy to get Jamie out, um, because they were going to say, you know, she's made this decision. Um, she needs it. They, there was a lot of talk about prenuptial agreements, which I was like, this is weird to talk about so much. But then I was like, oh, it's because her dad's the conservator of the estate. So he would be in charge of that. So I think they were trying to say... You know, she doesn't want her dad involved in this part of her life. And they were going to use that to kick him to try to get him out. But then the New York Times controlling Britney Spears dropped and all that hard evidence of them breaking the law got dropped in her attorney's lap. And so he didn't end up needing the engagement thing. So I don't know. I, it does to me seem like Sam and Britney care about each other based on like their pictures and she her body language. She seems comfortable with him. But. It'll, it's a mystery.
0: Well, maybe, yeah. Sorry. Now that you're saying this, I'm wondering if she, like, maybe if Sam is using her, maybe she's using him back. Exactly. Mm. I I don't think that's unfair. No.
1: At this Mm -hmm. point. At this point, she's got to do everything she can to get out of it. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's, well, and I remember it coming out, right, that they forced her on birth control. Yeah. And she's been talking about wanting
3: to have babies. For years. For years. Yeah. They forced an, they forced her to keep an IUD.
1: Like, right. Will not but, let like, her take who it out. Who's the doctor that implants the IUD? Can knowing- you imagine going into a room and
0: somebody being like, I don't want this, and being like, oh, so sorry?
3: Well, they yeah. probably drug her so much before she goes in and threaten to <sighs> take away her kids that she's complicit when she goes in, but if I had to guess. The doctor
1: totally understand what's yeah. going on. Yeah.
3: And yeah. Then, so the doctor, which also would lead the doctor to believe that Brittany really is crazy because she- when you're drugged like that, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. so the whole thing has been so
1: manipulated. I know. She, she could. Have gotten married under the conservatorship. They just never told her. They never that that told was the her case. That. So, what if you get married under a conservatorship? Does that end the conservatorship or are you still under that? and you have no rights as a married couple.
3: I don't know when she, it wouldn't affect the the man in this case but when her when she was engaged to her former agent Jason Trawick, yeah. he became her co-conservator. So I think things get weird in that situation. They ended up not ever getting married but right. um and then, you know, they like when she'd ask about it later, they wouldn't tell her that she could get married. So I don't know exactly what all happened. It also but.
0: annoys me when people are like, oh, she's been engaged so many times. I'm like, Elizabeth Taylor was married like a bajillion times. And, she and we celebrate have- that. Yeah. Exactly. We, that's like, like, I'm like, yeah. Like, I Royalty. don't think that's like. There are just so many things that I feel like people have learned to point to with her and be like, "Oh, that's not right. She must not be right. okay." And it's mm-hmm. like the engagement stuff and yep. then her boyfriend's like the guy she dated from the paparazzi yep. and like all these people. And it's like she was just looking for somebody who to like help well, her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And be I mean, sweet to her yeah. and like ugh, it's just just so sad.
1: It's heartbreaking.
0: Well, who, so well, let me ask this really quick yeah. question:
1: Who is funds the Free Britney movement? I mean, where do you, do you guys raise money? I mean, I'm assuming you're...
0: Not Britney. Not Britney. <laughs> no, You're not a part of the Britney movement. No, machine. you're not a part... But I mean,
1: how, do people uh, give to, like, the campaign and you guys use it for things? Like, who, Yeah. How does that work? Some people
3: give to the campaign. Um, we definitely appreciate donations. Um, we... The four of us who run the Free Britney LA accounts have definitely all contributed a substantial <laughs> amount. <laughs> but we are trying to raise funds for this next rally, actually, um, um, we have a donation page on our website. It's freebritneyarmy slash donate. So that would be, if anyone is passionate about it, we would definitely appreciate it. Okay.
0: Well, it just makes sense. And we'll put a link on our
1: Instagram yeah, too. absolutely. As well. Thank you.
0: Well, so... I guess like kind of moving forward, right? So there's this hearing on the twelfth mm-hmm. and that's a huge one. But that could be pushed or whatever. Yeah. But so like let's let's pretend like the twelfth happens, she's terminated, everything seems good, she's now gone after people. Like, are you guys gonna pivot into this kind of conservatorship? Yeah. Reform
3: lane. Yeah. I the way that I put it is like, I can't know all this information about how systemic this issue is in our country and not continue the fight. So um, it's kind of how I felt. There were several times um, in the Free Britney movement where I was like, I've got to stop. Like I never in a million years imagined when I got involved in this in April 2019. That it would still be going on two and a half plus years later, right. and I have a three-year-old who was one at the time. Like, Aww. like I have a husband, I yeah. have a full-time job. Yeah, there right.
1: were. Let's <laughs> my next question. How <laughs> do you do all this? Do yeah. you sleep? There, I
3: don't sleep. So there were many times throughout where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then there was always this voice inside me like, she is literally being silenced. Like, if people stop, this will mm-hmm. go on forever. And so I've pushed through every time. But that's kind of how I feel about the larger issue too. Like. I know so much now, like I have to, I have to continue to advocate. So I think we'll like, as far as free Britney ELA specifically, we'll continue, you know, giving updates on her court case, the criminal cases that will likely come from this, right. because there are several people who deserve to be in jail here. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll start highlighting other cases of conservatorship abuse more so than we already do. And um, really trying to, it's, I mean, this is a disability rights m- Um, movement. It's a human rights movement. It's a women's rights movement because conservatorship abuse happens to women way more than men. Are there other celebrities who are in conservatorships? Um, Casey Kasem was. uh, And so, yeah, and at the end of his life. And so one of the people I work with is his daughter, Carrie Kasem. She has started a foundation uh, that helps fight against conservatorship abuse. She's awesome. And then um, uh, one of the, I almost said Backstreet Boys, (laughs) but one of the Beach Boys,
1: Brian... What was. Oh. I, don't know. I know. I looking at me like I know the beach. I'm in between Britney and the beach boys.
3: Okay? <laughs> uh, one of the beach boys was who else? Oh, Nichelle Nichols. So Nichelle Nichols was Lieutenant Uhura uh- 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 on Star Trek. She was actually the first black woman on mainstream tv mm-hmm. and she is trapped in an abusive uh, conservatorship so there are uh, quite a few other famous people um but again it happened i mean it's happening every day to thousands and thousands of people across this country who are just totally voiceless their rights have been stripped away and you know they're kind of like nameless in the sense that they don't have a huge group of fans rallying behind them so this has already started to reform laws um, across the country and in California. Um, we just got helped get one passed um, right after the last hearing in September, actually, that will allow a conservative to choose their own attorney because that's a right that is often stripped from them. They're assigned a court appointed attorney who then uh, just rakes in a bunch of money and they just gets paid. Yep. yep. And they want to get paid indefinitely. Yep. Why not just keep it going? Right. How
0: so, are the conservativeship laws in Oklahoma? Uh,
3: I've tried to find cases here because I was actually in the middle of planning a free Britney rally in Oklahoma um, in November before all this other stuff happened. And now I'll be on LA and I don't think we're doing it, but um, I was trying to find some, um, Cases here that we could highlight, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like we're a hot spot for the abuse, which is good.
1: That is good. Yeah, Not for once. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oklahoma, Oklahoma, great job. <laughs> to go, <laughs> Really. So there are several though: California, Michigan, Florida. Oh, Florida. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I bet that's a yeah. so yeah, I could see.
0: I don't know but much about Michigan, like as far as that, but like I could see California and Florida for yep. sure.
1: Well, all the old people probably retired all the lakes in Michigan. Maybe that's where. <laughs> maybe I don't yeah. Know. That maybe it's. Be. I mean, maybe it is where there's a a Big, yeah, you know a lot of older people living there. Yeah,
3: and yeah. especially if a big they're wealthy. Population of
0: that,
1: um, especially if they're wealthy. Yeah, because
3: people prey on them to take their money.
0: So, okay, f- one of my last questions—I already sort of asked it to you. So, Brittany always talks about Project Rose. Yeah, and we thought it was the documentary because you guys did the roses in the background. So, she—have you? Do you know what, what I'm talking no, you're about? You're gonna have to enlighten. <laughs> okay, well, let me. I'll have Megan tell. Okay, because okay. I—I'll butcher it, but
3: I mean, I—I I don't know. She started last summer I think summer of 2020 she started talking about a project that she was working on called Project Rose and no one could really figure out what, what it was. was like red? Yeah and she was posting a lot of red, red. And, the roses. and then roses and I like we knew that it wasn't the documentary because we knew that her talking that the documentary set like, we had seen the sets before it came out, and okay. we knew that that was... Our, like, the, the timing didn't line up. I, I may have said that the wrong way, but anyway. um Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I know what it was. Sorry. Britney announced Project Rose, and then the New York Times sets came later. So okay. it wasn't that. So we knew it wasn't that, but I didn't know what it was. And then as of, like, this week, she was saying that Beyonce-inspired yeah, Project Rose. Yeah, I honestly... I don't know. I Part of me, and then some people have said her lawyer's na- last name is Rosengart. So some people have said like was Project Rose getting her oh, own yeah. attorney? But the timeline on that doesn't make sense to me either because she like legally wasn't allowed to hire her own attorney until July of this year. Maybe, maybe she's had less, him in mind.
0: Maybe. Or maybe she's listening to a lot
3: of Lemonade. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know like Beyonce's, Beyonce's album, album yes. where she like,
0: yeah, beats the car with the bat oh. and stuff. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean maybe I
0: don't know well I was like hoping it was new music
1: yeah I don't I then think then she's like, boycotting how everything how does she yeah, have but- time to even make new music in the middle of all this well, well she's she,
0: she has time she though. has
3: time but I think she's purposely boycotting because she doesn't want the people she doesn't want oh, the machine to make right, more money right, so right, she's right. not making music she's refusing appearances she like she, in, in my opinion maybe she and since it's started to become clear in the last few months that she is going to get out of this maybe she started working on something but I don't know or maybe it's like a tell all documentary I, ho- I or, there, or a book I like I she hope could be writing something. oh my gosh I hope she writes a book because I think with all the trauma and abuse that she's gone through it would be hard to sit on camera and talk about some of this at least for a while like I think she's gonna have to heal for a long time um but she could I know she loves to write so I'm hoping we get something that's like a tell all that because there's so many things even as someone who's like involved in this movement day to day and knows all the ins and outs I think I know all the ins and outs that are public like there is like I said earlier it's so much darker than we know like everything that keeps coming out is darker and darker and darker and I just you know some people think that her father may have sexually abused her like there's a lot so I think we'll just continue to learn more and I hope that she is able to at some point tell her story so where can people follow um, our account um, on Instagram and Twitter is FreeBritneyLA. my personal account on Instagram and Twitter is meg underscore rad and then we also have a website it's freebrittany.army
1: cool what is dot .army I know it's totally not relevant <laughs> All <I> call, like <laughs> Rihanna My bank has switched her to Navy. Dot Bank, so it's actually like, can I switch to Greta'son Shop? I mean, well, I'm sure you
3: can. Well, actually, oh. it's funny because Britney's every fan base, like for the big pop stars, has like a name. A name,
1: yeah. oh, okay. and so Britney's like, Gaga
3: has the monster.
1: Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Britney's okay. was always, which the this army. is so funny, was the Britney Army, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of become like true. Like yeah, we have. Actually, Rihanna
0: has the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Mariah Carey has her lambs.
1: <laughs> Who are, what are Taylor Swift's? Swifties. Swifties. I'm a Swiftie. You are? See, I mean, yeah.
0: Taylor's like Britney to me, to you. I know.
1: I, I think, and think about that. Like, think about younger but Taylor's than I am. Well, I've but I think, isn't Britney so your it. age though? Isn't she? She's four how old is she? Brittany's
0: thirty-nine. Oh, Never mind.
1: <laughs> I thought she was older. Why did I think that? I don't know. Here's the thing. I think she looks a little bit older. I mean, that's yeah. well, like she's if I were lived. put on
3: lithium for four months, yeah. I would look like Well in that time. I mean, I'm sure it's happened other times too. Well, that's but, you yeah, know, that's like, true. Plus, I don't know how much like self-care they let her do. And this time, so I think she's as she's been boycotting her brand, um, she's also been boycotting like you'll see her post stuff where like her nails aren't done, her yeah, hair's not done. Yeah. I think she's boycotting The persona that they want her to be that makes them money. I noticed her voice is deep again. Yeah.
0: And I I was like, that made me happy. Because, you know, they forced her to have that high voice how do you do that well because
1: she came out
0: okay tell me if i'm wrong but she came out at the same time christina aguilera did and apparently her singing voice was like christina's where it was like really powerful and they were like no 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 they already have that so they like wanted her had this whiny thing and they (laughs) trained her voice to do it because she she's really talented and so it's like through time of training and making her do that it like changed her voice Right? Isn't I, that? I, that's, that's what I've heard. I know. There's so much crazy stuff. I mean, can you imagine if I was people? like, Catherine, your voice isn't right. Can you like work on it
1: for? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that probably takes a lot of effort to change your that's whole voice. That's Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I
0: like on that voicemail when her voice was deep again, or yeah. like, during the court yeah. hearing, I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds like
1: she's she's kinda, back.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brittany's
1: back.
3: I know. I was so just like proud of her in that moment. It was so emotional and heartbreaking, but also just like, hell yeah! Like take your power back, you know. Well, and you could tell, like I couldn't imagine how nervous she would have I been, know. and she was
0: very collected. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I think she tried to get through it as best she could. Yeah, and I can't imagine what that was like. Yeah, no that. kidding.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, 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 Megan, this is amazing. This was so much fun. I well, mean, we normally fun. ask two questions at the end, but I yeah. feel like it's not totally. This might be our first time ever not to ask our two I questions. Well, I don't know if it's so, we kind of so already talked about
0: what the future is. So,
1: I know what's. How long do you plan on being? Involved in this sort of indefinitely. Is this, I mean, we all have our causes, right? I mean, they're, yeah, yeah, she's clearly passionate about it. We've got to have something that gets us out of bed in the morning. And
3: this is definitely a lifelong cause for me, whether I end up like working, you know, like I don't know. I love marketing, but we'll see what the future holds. We're clearly really good at it. (laughs) I was going to say, how many followers do you all have? Uh, Over 100,000 on Instagram and Twitter is the one I can't remember, but I think it's like uh just under 20 or something so 20,000 but so it's and that has like the accounts were created in July 2020 i wasn't involved at the account then i was behind the scenes but not officially but um July 2020 to um October 2021 and the growth has been like crazy it's so cool yeah it is cool but
1: it's good well you know what Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really proud of you. Thank I know you. this was not easy. <laughs> there were a lot of naysayers. And <laughs> Catherine was one of I them. was one of them. And I'm full-blown free Brittany <laughs> Thank from you. here on out. I yeah, yes. appreciate it. Yes. Well, Thank
0: you so, so much. much. Thank Love you, Love seeing you. Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at ActionCityOKC. Or for business inquiries, email us at hello at ActionCityOKC.com. Action City is produced by Black Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Black Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative, music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll.